0: Hello, and welcome to another Executive Spotlight podcast brought to you by Symantec, a global leader in infrastructure software, enabling businesses and consumers to have confidence in a connected world. I'm your studio host, Patrick Spencer, and joining me on the phone today is Robert Taylor, CEO of Kintec Technologies and former CIO of Fulton County, Georgia. Robert, thanks for taking time to chat with us today. It's certainly my pleasure. So, Robert, you've had a very interesting career in technology that has spanned uh, healthcare, to the public sector, to the private sector. Tell us a little bit about the different roles that you found yourself in over, uh, over the last 15, 20 years.
1: Okay. Um, as you said, I've was I was experienced in healthcare, was in a couple of 500-bed hospitals as IT director, CIO, I worked for a couple of different Blue Crosses, uh, and then for the last seven plus, almost eight years, I've been at uh, Fulton County uh, working as CIO uh, there. In that capacity, uh, we have been able to carry them from being a very poor organization to being recognized as one of the top counties in the nation over the last five or six years.
0: And when you took over Fulton County, there were some fairly significant challenges that you needed to address. Can you describe the state that you found the county in five or six years ago?
1: Well, we're really talking about 2000. They just somehow survived the Y2K uh, Challenges, but uh, uh, they had eight different email solutions sitting out there. They were very decentralized. Uh, every little department had their own little IT uh, fiefdom out there. Uh, there was no standards, no collaboration of any sort between the, uh, between the various departments. So, what I had to do was come in and, first of all, establish the standards and get uh, a system. Uh, established that was very centralized and being managed from IT, and then move into uh, addressing security issues and addressing modernizing technology for the whole county. And,
0: and one of the first challenges that you just noted was related to security. Can you talk a bit about what the security challenges looked like specifically? There were some Incidents that had brought down significant segments of the computer systems uh, in 2001,
1: 2002. There were no, there was no standard uh, processes in place for security relative to spyware or uh, antivirus. Uh, sometimes, when a department bought a PC, they would buy Norton Antivirus or some other antivirus software in it. Uh, they never bothered to uh, to update it to keep it refreshed. and There was certainly no centralized coverage. So. Uh, we had several people that spent most of their time going around to one of the 7,000 PCs we had out there trying to recover them from uh, all the virus uh, infestations they had. What we had to do was develop a process where we did have a centrally managed uh, antivirus software system. Uh, which was what we were able to do, and have everybody tied in via network and then be able to push out uh, antivirus uh, systems and then and continue with the updates and maintenance of the individual PCs.
0: And then the incident that you had back in, was it 2001, uh, the Nimda virus. Could you tell us a little bit about that situation? Uh,
1: yes. As most people are aware, shortly after 9-11, uh, Nimda hit uh, a lot of corporations that was not protected, and Fulton County certainly was one of the first ones and, in my notion, one of the hardest ones hit. They brought the network down for several uh, weeks as we fought to get it stabilized. Uh, We had to end up going back through and setting up this whole network uh, for maintaining antivirus and getting it rolled out, et cetera, we estimate it took us well over a million dollars in order to recover from uh, the damages of Nimda.
0: Wow. Something you'd never want to repeat again. That's for sure. <laughs> then, some of the other issues that you've worked on, you know, information lifecycle management and specifically some initiatives around messaging management, email archiving, e-discovery, and compliance, uh, tell us about those challenges and when uh, you started to tackle them.
1: We usually get our initiatives uh, after we've gotten burned. Uh, we had a major failure of, uh, of a server for our email. And uh, when we went to recover, come to find out our backups had not been successful. And so we lost five months worth of uh, email. And uh, we had to turn around and depend on the various individuals having to maintain their PST files and go out and try to recover those from 7,000 PCs. Obviously, that was not a very. Uh, a successful operation. So what we were able to do was identify Enterprise Vault and get Enterprise Vault installed uh, and moved everybody over to, to the system in order to be able to begin archiving and maintaining and supporting email from a centralized environment. And after that point in time, uh, we never had another situation where we lost
0: email. And there's some perceptions that email archiving solutions in general Take uh, significant effort to deploy and education on the part of the uh, workforce, among other things. How long did it take you to get it rolled out uh, to the Fulton County team?
1: Well, we have a very small team. In fact, had one person working on it, and it took him a total of two days to get it installed and working. Uh, Then he set up a schedule of where he's going out and. Uh, identifying PST files and bringing them and archiving them uh, in the system. So after the first two days, it took another two weeks to get all 42 departments rolled in and working. But uh, uh, after the first two days, it was nothing but just observing and making sure there was uh, no issues. It was a little over two weeks until we were totally implemented.
0: So much for the perception that it's, uh, it, you know, it's a significant time uh, time requirement. And, uh, and education on the part of the end users. What, so, as you rolled it out to the end users, was it virtually seamless to them in terms of uh, the changes on their desktop?
1: Uh, yes. So what we did, we we took it out with a message that uh, we are helping you. Uh, we instead of you worrying about your email and having it get it, uh, having it maintained on your desktop, et cetera, or be worried about. Uh, the message you keep getting that uh, you're running out of disk space, et cetera, uh, we'll manage this for you. And uh, they welcomed it very very quickly. Once they were able to see that their email was not being lost or being deleted, and, you know, getting them to understand uh, the, the, the the little icon that appears when once something is archived uh, that there's nothing dangerous or it's not uh, our way of spying on them, they very quickly adopted this standard, this process, and uh, I received nothing but positive feedback on it.
0: Now, from a, an e-discovery standpoint, you've done some really interesting things with the discovery accelerator tool, or you did while you were at Fulton County, and they, they still continue to use it today, uh, in responding to open record requests. There's one that's uh, particularly interesting. That is the the TB patient, Andrew Speaker, who flew around the world. Could you tell us a little bit about that situation and how you use Discovery Accelerator?
1: Yes, we have our voicemails come into and integrated with our email, and in turn is being archived. Mr. Speaker was making statements relative to what he had told Fulton County and left messages to Fulton County about uh, his situation and it didn't quite add up to what we were told by the staff and so we were fortunate that uh, he had left several voicemails which in turn as I said were archived and we were able to go in and identify those particular voicemails and provide those as evidence that uh... Things weren't quite the way he said, and that uh, Fulton County did not have the liability that was uh, associated with uh, with his
0: statements. So, since leaving Fulton County, you've started a new uh, endeavor. Uh, you've, you're tackling a new challenge in life. Uh, it's called Kintech, uh, Kin Technologies. Uh, as the CEO, you're leading this organization that specializes in technology consulting. Uh, focused on public sector entities ranging from county governments to healthcare organizations to other local government uh, entities. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about this new effort?
1: Yes, I'm, what I'm trying to do is take the experience and uh, the knowledge I've gained at Fulton County. Where we were able to take them from uh, being in the 1980s all the way up until being a leading force within county government. So I'm, I'm trying to take that basic model and share it with other individuals, other, other counties, uh, other organizations as to what uh, uh, is basically best practices and uh, be able to achieve the, uh, the things that we were able to achieve. Uh, I'm focusing on uh, such things as security, such as the uh, enterprise vault product for email archiving and the rules and the uh, benefits associated with that, as well as if you don't have it, what are the potential exposures you have? I'm looking at uh, just basically uh, going f- from individual PCs having antivirus on it to a centralized managing uh, environment uh, for uh, the Norton antivirus. Uh, I'm looking at uh, overall archiving and storage of information, looking at uh, a business continuity so that uh, should something happen, uh, they can get back in uh, in business very quickly like with Fulton County when 9-11 happened if Fulton County had gotten hit that we had lost our data we estimated it would have been six weeks before we could have printed a first paycheck uh, or any other kind of uh, online activity but uh, we were able to put together a um, business continuity process with uh, that uh, enabled us to recover within two hours and we had a service level agreement in place, and we were able to test this on a quarterly basis, and it worked. We were recognized by Computer World as uh, uh, pr- having best practices, not only in government, but in the world period, as far as what we're doing with our uh, business continuity process. So I'm looking at sharing these these experiences and ideas and uh, strategic planning initiatives, et cetera, with other governmental t- entities.
0: And where can we, uh, where can the audience go to find out more about Kentech?
1: The easiest way to find out further information would be contact us at uh, our website, which is uh, kentechnologies.com. Uh, Ken's coming from Kennesaw, uh, where I am in Kennesaw, Georgia. And so, uh, so again, it's kentechnologies.com, and uh, we have our basic information out there, and uh, we'll continue to grow.
0: You've listed some of the key projects you've worked on in your career. Um, as you look at the landscape and technology and, and project out what the challenges look like over the next year, two years, three years, what might some of those be, particularly in the public sector space? Well,
1: I feel like some of the major challenges in the public sector space will be uh, being able to keep up with the demands that the public has for information from and levels of service from uh, their governments. Uh, for instance, I saw Forbes' top ten Wired Cities list and the city of Atlanta was ranked number one, which means that you've got a lot of users out there that have certain expectations of, uh, of service. They're used to it from the from the uh, private sector, so they want the public sector to be able to do it too. But what they don't think about is the lack of budget, lack of funding. And uh, so being able to provide that is going to be a major, major challenge. Then uh, you got... The aging of the work uh, staff at Fulton County in the last three years. I was there. I lost about twenty-five to thirty percent of my staff to retirement because of uh, age and the fact of it of to of experience. So they were ready to retire. Well, ironically, and over the next three years, they have the same challenge. We got to, they have another twenty-five to thirty percent that will be retiring which creates a major problem. You're coming up with a vacancy as far as of staffing, but even the bridge the next three years, you go and spend money for training people on new technology, only to have them walk out the door. So three years down the road, you really don't have anybody. So uh, the combination of budget, combination of expectations, combination of aging of uh, the workforce, uh, all is going to be coming into government almost like uh, the perfect storm. And so uh, counties, cities, states, et cetera, is going to have a heck of a time being able to step up and meet the demands that have been placed on it for technology.
0: For those in public sector who are looking to become executives, uh, they want that C-level spot, whether it's CTO or CIO or CISO or uh, CRO, Chief Risk Officer, what might some of your suggestions to them be uh, as they prepare uh, for for those roles in uh, coming years?
1: Number one is I'll make sure those roles are existing out there. So many times that uh, public sector particularly, they, they stick to the old titles or they don't have the staff in place to be able to designate somebody as CISO or CTO. You often have one person that was uh, the old DP manager or the IT director uh, that is having to carry the all the load. So uh, you need to work with the key management staff and get them to recognize the importance of having these specialized roles and being able to have people focused on those roles and the importance of uh, of CISO, the importance of CTO, and importance of being able to have people focused. And once you can get... Uh, get them to realize that, then you've got to be prepared to step up the plate and be able to see the big picture and get the most that you can accomplished in your particular arena as economically as possible. But you got you can't just go the cheap way. You've got to be able to understand the business processes, the budgetary processes and constraints, but be able to work with identify solutions and get them in place Uh to provide the value out there that the county needs.
0: Well, for those who want to follow the path that you've uh, trod, uh, there's certainly a lot to do.
1: There certainly is. What I have been through in the past, the footsteps I've walked in, is nothing compared to what uh, the people's going to have to do over the next 10 to 15 years in order to, to continue moving county governments and city governments forward. Uh, there's certainly going to be some major challenges, and it needs some good people uh, to be able to take that uh, lead. But you still got restrictions on salaries, on the benefits involved uh, in county government or in in government in general. So it's going to be a very big challenge for
0: anybody that steps in these roles over the next few years. Well, Robert, uh, we're out of time. I really appreciate uh, the time you spent with us today. This has been a very engaging conversation. I'm sure our audience will find it quite useful.
1: I sure hope so, and it was my pleasure and always uh, a pleasure to meet and talk with you.
0: Thank you for downloading and listening to another Executive Spotlight podcast brought to you by Symantec. For more information about Symantec products and services, visit the business section at www.symantec.com. And for more Executive Spotlight podcasts, visit us at gosemanteccom ESP.